Welcome to Typecraft, the podcast that reveals the untold stories of type design. This week, we have Ryan Bugden, an independent type and graphic designer who serves as a professor of typography at the School of Visual Arts in New York City. Ryan recently created a custom font superfamily for his alma mater, Rhode Island School of Design, consisting of RISD Serif and RISD Sans, but as we'll hear, it also informed much of the new identity system for RISD. Here's a short selection of what Ryan had to tell us. This was basically the daunting task of trying to typographically represent a great art institution, uh, art and design institution. Yeah, extremely daunting. A um, lot of lot of weight falling on our shoulders as a team. Ultimately resulted in a large super family or kind of like a a family of two related siblings, uh, the RISD Serif and RISD Sands. Ultimately, it kind of just started, I, I think before I was even asked to do any of this, I was asked just like on a friendly basis if I could be one of the people they were interviewing for just like as far as like past, uh, I'm a RISD alum, so they were just trying to get some insights around what RISD was like and what's kind of at the heart of RISD's conceptual identity. And um, they were asking a huge amount of people, but I was just one of one of those people. And I think that was, yeah, that was kind of in the middle of their entire kind of identity design process. It was actually really nice to reflect on my time there and kind of figure out like, yeah, what, what role did that play in my life? And, um, you know, how did, how did that kind of impact where I am today? just like taking this typeface and or trying to find a type concept that moves in between those states to kind of imply a sense of transience and uh, just questioning and, and never really reaching a static state. That that was essentially the, the brief is like, you know, how can we make a typeface that moves between incomplete to complete? And I think Gretel had some initial sort of provocations like is that tied to say like an optical size axis is it you know living upon living on one optical size or is it tied to like weight or something like that and those are all things that i continue to to question as uh, as we move through like the discovery phase i you know to be honest a lot of the sketches that i was doing and it could be just the bias of my background but also just the nature of the brief was starting to overlap with um, my graduate project from Type Media back in 2019 when I was playing with abstraction and optical size. So all these things were starting to be like, oh, maybe I could take some of those ideas and those references that I had played with and kind of incorporate those into the process. But yeah, I, you know, at, at certain points, like the serif typeface that I was working with was, you know, expressing itself in, a, in an extremely weird way way uh with like ways that i was certain that you know RISD wouldn't go for but but just thought that it was useful to to look at other ways it was like not about removal of information it was about like truncating form and like taking like bowls and making those just filled or like uh things like that and then you know as as that sort of serif direction or what became the serif 
at evolved, you know, originally the assumption was that at some point it would lose the serifs and it would kind of become this like sans serif almost, but with contrast that kind of fades into the into the background. But for for several reasons, we landed on keeping the serifs, but kind of removing like tactfully removing aspects of the letter forms such that I, I think the main point is just we wanted these these styles, these versions of the serif to be interchangeable and to almost to have like a motion opportunity. And once you start removing serifs, then spacing becomes a huge factor. So that's essentially that was a remnant of kind of like taking a huge step back and then taking like 10 steps forward to like probably what we would have assumed at the beginning of the process if we hadn't questioned so much. (laughs) I was really focused on, you know, at a certain point, just like working as quickly as possible and and realizing that, you know, there's no use refining until we've kind of landed on a general direction that we can all get behind. And we were trying to think about this extremely holistically and how these different parts fit together. And even just how this one typeface kind of transitions uh, between these different states. Once we were looking at all of these goalposts, I think for me, especially, it was super helpful just to like build these ranges of exploration in some cases, I think to, you know, to, to some, it's kind of like, oh, well, we would never go this heavy. So why are we looking at this? But I think to me, it's like, OK, well, we've gone that far. Now we know to pull it back. And that's, you know, once we've done that, we can kind of we have the power of the magic of interpolation. And we have all these different <laughs> we have all these different tools to kind of like get get us where we need to be. I think we were looking at a lot of this stuff toward the beginning and I also brought in, like I said, like some references from or that were very close to my heart from my graduation projects, such as Emile Javal's research on he was like an ophthalmologist back in the day. I think it was like early 20th century. The the typeface minuscule was based off of his work. So that has a lot of interesting things that felt or like notions that felt um, in step with what we were trying to do, like you're kind of challenging the letter form and kind of removing seemingly key aspects of the letter form to serve uh, other purposes. And we were just ultimately trying to pull in pull in references that we felt did that. But that was really toward the beginning of the process. And then once we kind of built that deck and kind of discussed it, we really just set that aside and kind of went went wild with everything. As soon as I got into production, it kind of became a 50-50 thing where, you know, the sands needed to to be this sort of functional thing. Um, and yeah, that just like presents a whole different set of, of challenges. And, you know, the serif still had some of those challenges, but again, with some of the liberties of saying like, hey, you've your eyes have probably never seen something like this before. So we have some liberties of like how, where we can take this. San, like, I think, the difficulty of trying to design a neutral sans is, you know, even just moving, moving one point, like a unit over can be like, oh, now you're moving into this territory. And it's like, okay, let's, <laughs> you know, it's very, I think that it's so saturated in the market that I think graphic designers eyes at least are really attuned to 
the subtleties um, and variation. Um, but of course, to like a, a layman's eye, they're probably just like, yeah, this this is just Helvetica, so it's fine. <laughs> I think that is always running in the back of my mind. Is like, <laughs> yeah, like is is my is my work even necessary? Like, what you know? But you know, I think ultimately, what it comes down to is, you know, if you can, why not? And uh, you know, it's the same with the serif too. It's like if we if we have this opportunity to develop a unique voice, and if we really truly think about typography as an expression of of voice, then why shouldn't like you could flip that question on its head? Like, why shouldn't every typeface be custom? You know, like if everyone is meant to have uh, their unique voice. So I think. Um, yeah, that's the kind of borderline existential thinking I always kind of drift into when I start thinking about those things in general. I think it's it, it was really a combination of those things where, you know, at a certain point when you're working on a typeface, the, the, the iteration uh, that you have this week is not going to be notably different from the previous week. And then I think that's the point at which you start to realize, okay, maybe we should start to, to reel this in. Um, but yeah, I think it was, it was really helpful to have the Gretel team iterating on, uh, you know, just the, the systems work and codifying everything or continuing to codify their, their system with my prototypes. So I was very, you know, I had a whole like Dropbox folder of like all the different stuff uh, that I had drawn and they were kind of freely pulling from that and working with it in the system. And that is like a dream to, to be able to, to work with because that's, that's almost more important than like a traditional, I don't know if you would call it traditional, but like a, a type designer's proof. Like it's almost more helpful to have, you know, graphic designers, even just setting two lines of, of, of text in an application realizing, oh, wow, okay, the ascenders need to be shorter or like something like that. Like it's a huge, a huge uh, a benefit to have. So just like having the team who's, you know, obviously the most familiar with, with their systems work, just like working with the type and then, you know, having that be a resource during the production phase was invaluable. A lot of, a lot of good comes from, uh, you know, people using, typefaces unexpectedly as well. So I think, you know, just trying to realize that it's you know, raw material ultimately is what I'm providing and and typefaces, I want my typefaces to be this kind of empowering a piece of raw material rather than a restrictive one ultimately. My partner who, who my wife who I met at at uh, RISD and and we run a studio together, we like she just popped up to to Providence uh, several weekends ago. And uh, she saw like the the flags all up with the new seal and the it's it honestly we we both got kind of emotional about it and it's um it's been really really a privilege to have worked on it and also just to 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 see this stuff come together. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Typecraft. To listen to the full hour-long interview with Ryan Bugden, along with a comprehensive visual companion about his RISD font superfamily, subscribe to Typecraft Season 1 at the Proof & Co. online Gumroad store at proofco.gumroad.com. Subscribers will receive this and every interview and visual companion from Season 1 of Typecraft. 
Typecraft is a part of the Proof & Co. Podcast Network, along with the Interrogang Podcast. This episode was edited by Andrew Spheris, with help and music production by Eric Reed. The interview was conducted by Kyle Reed. To learn more about Proof & Co., visit our website at proofco.xyz. Next week, we'll feature Jesse Reagan and Ben Keel from XYZ Type. I think with every day, more people are aware of custom type-based design or of type-based design itself than were the day before. Um, so uh, that appetite is going to keep growing. They'll talk more about the business of custom type and how to best reflect your own creative style in your custom projects, along with some of their experiences working with clients. We'll talk to you then.